Hello and welcome back to the New Arc Podcast. Episode, goodness knows, who cares? We have a special episode today because it is, drumroll please, the Royal Rumble. Indeed, big build up, it's been two episodes coming. So, how this is going to work is instead of the usual one animal, we have not one, but three, three animals to talk about today. How exciting! (laughs) These are the animals you, the audience, could not decide whether they deserve a ticket on the Ark. Your votes were tied, so we're going to have to decide for you. Isn't that poetic? The three animals we have to talk about today are pigeons, which I shall be representing. We have Joseph, our special guest, Joseph Grove from the Animal Wellness Podcast, will be talking about crocodiles. And of course, Saf, my co-host, will be leading on giraffes, which I had to pick quite a few bones with last time. Although they've got the same number of vertebrae as humans. Interesting fact. You can integrate that now into your argument, Saf. There you go. Bonus, bonus for you. But each of us will make our case, then at the end of the episode, we will cast a vote, not for our animal, but for another. Whichever gets the most votes, makes it onto the Ark. Whichever two animals fail, be left behind on Earth to perish with the coming apocalypse, zombie plague, planet the apes, biblical floods, Earth exploding, imploding, alien invasion, insert (laughs) apocalypse here. So, without any further ado, I am going to start and I am going to advocate for pigeons because pigeons are the best! If you haven't listened to me arguing against pigeons, all the better! Because this is going to be some major double takes on my parts. Glenn. The, the first point I want to make, and this will be a somewhat consistent argument throughout my case, is that Darwin, the great man, the legend himself, was a huge pigeon fan. I mean, Darwin, we all know him, invented evolution inspired by pigeons. Darwin was a huge, huge, huge pigeon fancier, breeder, loved the birds. And I mean, Darwin was great. Did you know Darwin, born on the same day as Lincoln, also another great human being, Is that a coincidence? I think not. Darwin was brilliant father. You know, he let his kids scribble on the manuscript, do their own doodles uh, on Origin of Species. Uh, So if you actually read the original uh, before they typeset and published it, it's full of his kids' doodles of fish jumping out of water and giraffes growing long necks and things like that. Brilliant. But Darwin, great man. He loved pigeons. Other pigeon fanciers? Nikola Tesla, he said a pigeon, which he took in, cared for, was the closest he ever came to a wife, which is slightly disturbing, but quite cute nevertheless. Uh, Mughal emperors, huge pigeon fans, they kept hundreds of thousands of the birds, couldn't get enough of them. Queen Victoria loved pigeons, loved the, the fancy pigeon breeds, and actually pigeons fly better in polluted air, so her pigeons are probably better than the ones today. Brilliant. Pigeons have been a fan, fan favourite throughout history. I don't see why that should change. 
Really? Point number two, pigeons are always the heroes. If you read the original Cinderella, so ha have you have you read the original Cinderella? Open question, Joseph, Saf? Nope. No, I, I rented a movie called Cinderella once, but it was actually Cinderfella, and I <laughs> should have known not to have gotten it out of the adult section of the video store. So I'm going to say I am unfamiliar with that book. <laughs> ah, well, it's, it's, I'm sure it's almost as good as that. So original Cinderella, The Grimm's Tale, Basically what happens is the, the evil stepsisters, they end up cutting off parts of their feet so that they can fit them into Cinderella's shoe. Because of course Prince Charming goes around so you can fit into the shoe. And the pigeons are the, the saving animal, the saving race. They peck out the evil sister's eyes <laughs> so that Prince Charming can realise they're being devious. Evil sisters thwarted, they spend the rest of their days as beggars on city streets. And Cinderella goes off with Prince Charming, lives happily ever after, thanks to pigeons. Pigeons have saved the day once again. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? I mean, always the, the wolf is the evil villain, the fairy tales, and all the nasty foxes and other evil critters. But there are very, very few hero animals in fairy tales. Pigeons, definitely, definitely one of them. I will make you a subsequent third point. Did you know pigeons produce milk to feed their young? Better than cow milk, more nutritious, more fat, more good vitamins, nutrients. Also, they fart and belch less, so far less methane. Very environmentally friendly, pigeon milk, because they don't expel gases out of each end. Elliot, I, I have to take advantage of your <laughs> offer to interrupt. Where are you going to find someone with small enough fingers to milk the pigeons? If you're talking about their their lactative propensity here, someone is going to have to milk the pigeons, and I don't know if you're going to find someone with small enough fingers to do to do that wherever the little pigeon nipples are. I don't know. Great question. Well, you know, I actually think Thank you. pigeon milking could be a brilliant source of entertainment in Earth 2.0, because Seth will remember, very first episode of the new arc we did, I proposed a, a sport, which is laser jetpack fox hunting. And I, I'm still a huge advocate of this sport. <laughs> as, as a replacement for that, perhaps more animal friendly, we could have jetpack pigeon milking which would be equally challenging, equally entertaining, but also great for, for our human civilization over there. We'd get milk as a bonus to that. Okay. That's all I have. <laughs> okay. I, I will continue with my rant. From milk to what comes out the, the other end of pigeons. <laughs> which is their faecal excrement, you know, pigeon poo, used to treat hair loss, according to Hippocrates. Brilliant, we're going to need that. We're all going to be living to ripe old ages in Earth 2.0. Also used in ancient Rome to dye uh, women's hair blonde. And everyone knows men love a blonde, so, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. They're great because they don't judge your bad cooking. 
I... I know that anyone who has ever spent any time with me knows how awful a chef I am, so given that they only have about 50 taste buds, pigeons, they couldn't care less, which is great. Not going to go under any criticism. They're smart, they're politically correct, diplomatic creatures. And I mean, they are the ultimate opportunists, these entrepreneurial birds. They've started 25 million years ago in Australia, spread out across the world, survived, prospered, and now they're found pretty much everywhere that humans are. Gone from rock doves to the, the feral pigeons we know and love today. <laughs> Plus, the average London pigeon has 1.6 feet. They are cripples. And you can't hurt a cripple. So if you banish pigeons from the Ark, you are going to be cripple bashing. And I mean, that's just not on. We're going to have to fire our audience after that. So, I mean, the arguments are overwhelming. We've treated pigeons like shit over the years. You know, 1900 Olympics, pigeons, like actual live pigeons, were used for the archery targets. So before they invented clay pigeons, it was live pigeons, which is, is a bit mean. And it's a cruel twist of fate, because obviously pigeons originally carried the news uh, for the Greek Olympics, all the victors, all the winners, uh, things like that. So having that turned upon them, I think, I mean, that's just not on. But they formed the first post in New Zealand, so Joseph should be very proud of them. First post was the Pigeon Gram to some of the New Zealand islands, carried by pigeons, extremely successful. Started Reuters actually uh, was uh, pigeons, they carried uh, some of the news, some of the images uh, for, for Reuters. And I mean, they've just been part of our history throughout human civilization, from ancient Mesopotamia to the present day. They're war heroes, World War Two. Uh, we had 32 pigeons earning the Dickin Medal, which is the, the, the medal, like the Victoria Cross for animals. So pigeons, most of any animal, to be awarded that. Cher Ami, very, very famous pigeon, awarded it after saving 194 soldiers. It was shot in the eye, in the leg, in the chest, so it took three bullets and still got that life-saving message through to the, to the lines so that they could save this stranded platoon of soldiers. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, really, does it? So, pigeons are our true heroes from Cinderella to World War II. And, as a final, final, final bonus, they are public transport trained, so they frequently take the London Underground, which means when we don't have any cars in Earth 2.0, they can still get around. Question about the award-winning hero pigeon. Did it Was yes. it alive to get the award? Did it survive? Well, Saf, I, I can actually answer that because I've read that story. And, and when they pinned the metal onto the bird, the actual pinning of the metal killed the bird. They, they put it on yes. to the chest, close to the heart, and, and the, little, the little metal needle went straight into the tiny pigeon heart, and that killed the bird. What? That just ruined what was a fantastic yeah. story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then I and think then we owe it to pigeons after that. And yeah. and then like so many goldfish, 
they flushed it down the commode. They didn't even give it a burial with a white cross. So it was a sad ending to this heroic bird's life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Ami, our friend, cruelly killed in his moment of glory. So, see, it's sad, it's sad. And of course, dodos, we've completely exterminated, eliminated, thanks to our human exploits. And dodos are the best pigeons by far. So, if we're going to bring pigeons, we can de-extinct dodos and bring them back. That's what I say. You know, the, the dodo in Alice in Wonderland uh, is uh, Lewis Carroll's way of inserting himself into it. So he chose that animal. Brilliant author chose the dodo to be himself, to be his personified animal. So we're going to bring dodos back and put them on the ark. I, I think there's no arguing with that, really. So uh, I look forward to hearing your respective cases and ignoring them. Good luck. <laughs> All right, thank you. Well, I guess that, that, that brings me up next to talk about the crocodile. So, Elliot, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. It was an honor that you had listened to our show. Shameless plug, the Animal Wellness Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So, thank you uh, for that. Um I am pleased to represent the crocodile because it has been one of my life's missions to defend the underdog. And let's face it, you can talk about how wonderful the pigeons are and doubtless they do tug at the heartstrings. Uh, and then giraffes, which Saf will address next, Golly, who just don't love a giraffe, right? <laughs> they're, they're, they're tall. They're these just weird evolutionary <laughs> freaks. They're like, like some sort of science. It's like a first graders drawing of a rhinoceros that just went terribly awry and God decided to make them anyway. So, <laughs> right. And in fact, I was talking to my um, girlfriend and her son before I came on today. And I mentioned the three animal animals, and I said I had chosen to defend the crocodile, uh, and that my argument would be, and, and is, Saf, that really the first one that needs to be thrown into this post-apocalyptic post ocean is the giraffe. My, my God, what are we thinking, even having this on the roster? It's like, how did this get through the first hurdle of committee selection, Saf? that it is even close to being a finalist. I don't know, I'm sure you will tell us. But but that leaves us with uh, the crocodile. Who doesn't really, though, love a good villain? It is all nice on this arc with these children going bravely into the new world to have heroic animals, the, the stately lion with his mighty roar, the, the potentially the pigeon with its soft cooing. Um, but let me tell you this, sooner or later, that little boathouse on the ark is going to be like every civic building I have ever seen, and they are going to be so sick of these damn pigeons, they're going to get the little spikes too. I mean, you go anywhere in America, and any skyscraper of any modest or above reputation, they're going to be trying to kill these birds. They breed, they crap everywhere. 
all we want to do, it seems to be, at least in the States, is to have a pigeon land on a spike. So you're going to have that to look forward to. So what does it say ultimately as I create ad hominem or ad animal attacks on my competitors here? What does it say about an animal that the first thing we do when they actually start to succeed is try to kill it? That's your future, people. If you vote for pigeons, you're going to want to kill these MFers long before (laughs) you have a chance to realize any benefit from them. Okay, but when you do save, save them for my my good friend and my personal hero, the crocodile. These things are freaking beasts. They are they are dinosaurs as close as we can get to them. They are masters of simplicity, efficiency. They are killing machines that we are going to need people. Let me tell you, because, you know, there are going to be scoff laws in this new world. There are going to be people who break the laws of this new utopia. And, hey, jails are expensive, right? I say, why not have a crocodile or two on hand? And that's that's the way we do it, right? We're not going to have to spend time keeping them locked up, worrying about lethal injection drugs. We are going to have the croc. So, uh Crime and punishment. They're going to help with that. Excellent guard animals. All right. Who says we're the only people building that ark, Elliot? In your world, there might be bad guy arcs. I watched The Walking Dead. You would think that in this kind of post-apocalyptic world, (laughs) everyone's just going to hold hands, sing kumbaya, and we're all going to cooperate. You know, I know, that's not going to be the case. And what better defense is there to have in this world when these other arcs start landing all around you because we're all going to be competing for the same mountaintop views, you know it, I know it, than to have strategically placed crocodiles all around on little on crocodile chains, right? Crocodile chains. Yeah, yeah. A, a moat, as is, is, is some people might call it. We, we need these things, right? cheap easy defense we can feed them with our own criminal rejects um and the pigeons if we if they come to the pigeons we want to have killed they can go to the crocodile as well so that would be you know another thing and listen crocodiles are going to die right who's going to make a purse out of your pigeon you can't make crocodile purses you're not going to make a purse out of a giraffe how are you going to coordinate all those spots? Hmm? I ask you, all those gnarly spots, a crocodile purse, it's efficient. You've got a, a, a steady supply of, of leather when these animals die of their own. Of course, because we're animal advocates at Animal Wellness Action, we want them to live ripe old ages. We don't want to prematurely kill them. So, so excellent guard animals. They're a great source of, of products. They, they, they do eggs, uh, you know, about 25 to 30 eggs a year, the, the female uh, crocodile will lay. She ain't going to be able to raise all those babies. Huh? You ever trying to raise a baby crocodile? You're a pain in the ass, people. So I say more eggs, right? And they're going to feed a whole <laughs> lot more than little pigeon eggs. You crack open a little teeny tiny pigeon egg in a frying pan. First of all, it's going to burn. 
instantly. You're not going to get a lot of food out of it. And and then and then what do you got? You're going to have to keep getting the pigeon eggs. And and I won't even go back to this whole notion of milking the pigeons that Elliot seems so fond of with his with his great exposition on on how pigeon milk will go much better over your your Cheerios in the morning. Yes, uh, and I see a hand for a rebuttal. So go right ahead and rebut, Elliot. Can I just inquire as to how you plan to harvest the crocodile eggs? Because it seems almost as hard as milking pigeons. Uh, well, while th- that's a great question, and <laughs> I'm sure we will have committees to figure this thing out, right? You know, on the journey, we'll have time to get into the details. But um, I'm thinking either a lot of Barry Manilow music played through loudspeakers, you know, <laughs> you, you play Mandy for that that pigeon, you play looks like we, or excuse me, crocodile. Uh, you can anesthetize that critter that way, or while it's eating one of our criminals, you can sneak in there. Snaf can lift up one of the hind legs, and I'll reach down there, and I'll grab that that croc egg. And you know what? It'll feed four people. That one croc egg. That's all you need for your average uh, set of omelets. Um, everyone thinks that just because the crocodiles are a lizard, unevolved brain, still in the dinosaur mindset, that they're not clever animals, right? Sure, pigeons are intelligent. But crocodiles, have you heard the phrase crocodile tear, right? The old story of the crocodile who managed to trick unsuspecting prey by fomenting tears, getting someone to feel sorry so the person would come close enough to eat it. These suckers are smart. We're going to need that stuff. You can't just leave all this evolution and uh, intelligence on the sh- on the shore to die and global warming and r- runaway Teslas and things like that. You're, you know, we, we need more st- strategy. Um, so there's they're simple animals, but they're to summarize great defensively. You can get a hell of a nice purse or some shoes you know, maybe a belt, right? We're gonna celebrate some sort of holiday. You're gonna wanna get dad a belt. How about a crock belt? No one ever gave dad a pigeon belt or a giraffe belt. And then let's talk about giraffes for a minute. All right, let's talk about giraffes, okay? So, oh yeah, the third heaviest, you know, animal. First, that's a lot of weight. I'm assuming we're going by spaceship because, you know, we're not gonna stay here. It takes a lot of rocket power to get off the ground with these giraffes. Um, horrible defensive strategies. You know how they defend their young? Oh, they just stand over them and hope a lion isn't smart enough to go between the legs to eat the little the little baby giraffe, right? Okay, so that's that's not good. You know you know how they fight each other? Uh, they all have these little little horns, but they just they wind their necks around each other. Durr, that's kind of dumb. Um, and, and, and then so far as also as giraffes go, um, uh, let's see, they're up all the time. The giraffe sleeps like 30 minutes a day, Saf, right? That sucker's never going to let you sleep. It's going to be wanting to play ball. It's going to have to go outside. You're going to be, you're going to be trying to have a little mommy daddy time, right? You got to repopulate it some way. This giraffe is going to be sticking its neck into your bedroom because it's up 23 and a half hours a day. 
Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of rambling. Sorry about that, but to me, the case is so clear that, that notwithstanding the, these birds, again, first thing we'll want to do is kill them because everyone else wants to kill them too. And, and then with giraffes, just why? Uh, the crocodile is the clear choice for me. Clear choice. And with that, I'll, I'll pass. Very strong case, Joseph. And I like all the giraffe bashing. I thought that was in very good taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, I would sooner have pigeons. Sorry, Saf. I mean, I, I mean, I'd even, I'd, I'd even, I'd rather even just give up the crocodile than a giraffe. <laughs> I just, I'm looking forward to what you could possibly pull out of the ether to defend this, this, this clown of an animal. Ugh. Elliot, for a start, loves collective nouns, animal collective nouns. And his favorite of all time is a tower of giraffes. So, oh, you yeah. know, on that Definitely. basis alone, he's brought in a giraffe into his house, um, subliminally signaling that that is his animal of choice. Um, you know, words, you know, you know what they say, a picture paints a thousand words or something like that. So there you go. But yeah, um, you know, both of you guys make compelling arguments for the pigeon and the crocodile but we have some logistical issues that we need to address specifically with the crocodile we are traveling especially given your concerns around the weight of the giraffe the ark is primarily land-based right there's you know if you look at a spaceship you know, it's got plenty of space, but, you know, it's much easier to bring on a heavy animal to, to an open section of the ark and then leave them there. No problem. But water-based animals cost a lot more, a lot harder to manage, especially one that's going to eat all of the other animals. And obviously, given that we are animal fans, you know, Animal Wellness Podcast, it's in the name. Um, surely, surely you cannot, you cannot argue for bringing on board a crocodile that's going to eat half the other animals before we get to Earth 2.0. So, you know, off the bat, we have an issue with crocodiles. Um, any benefits around, you know, belts and shoes and things of that nature? You know, I think we've covered this a little bit in past episodes, but we envision our utopian Earth 2.0 to be very much a vegan community of peace-loving folks, uh, no criminals, uh, no jails, no moats, um, very much a utopia with no competing tribes, um, and all of the gifts, you know, for dad will be um, synthetic materials, with uh, no animal cruelty uh, required. Um, and even when it comes to food, I think, you know, we are going to have um, permaculture and things of that nature where we will have plenty of uh, plant-based um, goodness that we won't need pigeon eggs, nor will we require crocodile eggs. Um, so just wanted to, to address a couple of those, those points. 
Um, I think it's also really important as we vet these animals to look at their temperament and to see how they would integrate into society um, at Earth 2.0. And giraffes, um, you know, some of the ways they're described, super peaceful animals, um, friendly and social by nature. Uh, they live in herds. They spend their time traveling, eating and resting together. Um, they enjoy being surrounded by other giraffes, communal animals. Uh, they often enjoy the human as well. They will eat from your hand, may even enjoy the occasional head pet. Can't say that for the crocodile, unfortunately. Um, pigeons, uh, maybe, maybe not. They'll probably poop on you, you know, so there's that. Go on, uh, jump in, Joseph. Oh no! I was I was just giving kind of a doff of my ah. my cap, my cap, uh, you know, no to that, and I and I have to I have to confess, Saf, it did not occur to me that the things would eat the other animals. All right, so that's an oversight <laughs> on my part. I didn't I didn't factor that in. I got to cede that that point to you. It probably would eat a lot of the other animals before the art could be deployed. Exactly. That would right. create a bit of a, you know, a bit of a conundrum, right? We'll have a lot to answer for. Um, you know, every one of these animals have been handpicked by the audience. Um, and, you know, if one or two of them even go amiss and they don't arrive at the final destination, we will have a lot to answer for. This is very much a democracy after all. Um, so we need to, you know, we need to be mindful of that. Um, before we get booted out uh, of Earth 2.0 for mismanagement um, of funds slash animals. Um, what else? Oh, another thing uh, about the giraffes, obviously they've got this long neck um, and they're famous for being able to spot predators from far away, lions, hyenas, things of that nature. And a lot of the other animals use giraffes as their early warning system. So when giraffes run away, other animals take note and flee. And I think one of the things that we could use, especially, again, given the fact that giraffes don't sleep much, um, and, well, Elliot knows this, there's a tower of giraffes, right? Uh, and they can, they, <laughs> they can watch for us. It's like in Game of Thrones, the, was it the Night Watchmen, the, the, the brothers of the whatever... You know, they need to take turns. The giraffes, they've got it. Three and a half hours, and then they'll take a half an hour kip. One of us jumps in for half an hour, really short shift. We jump back out. Really, really simple. Um, and they will keep a lookout for any incoming aliens, for any incoming asteroids, for any whatever. And they will give us um, a heads up. No pun intended. <laughs> and that will allow us to respond in time. Um, so, you know, I think that is mission critical to our survival. Um, and, you know, going back to a couple of final points, um, you know, in terms of the similarities between giraffes and humans, you know, no two giraffes have the same spots. Uh, very much like human fingerprints. And as you pointed out, they have the same number of vertebrae as us. So basically, 
to argue this the way Elliot would. Basically, giraffes are humans. And we're not gonna leave humans behind, are we? So, you can't leave giraffes behind. <laughs> you know, I, I will say to that point, Saf, that a giraffe did swipe right on me on Tinder a little while ago. <laughs> So they are basically human, and um, we we have a date for the end of the uh, end of the week. So uh, yeah, they're they're That's very human esque. Yeah, 2.0. so w- we could have a hybrid. We could have a a a, a, a ger human. I like it. Human. Yeah, I was, I'll try to work out what the hybrid would be called. Usually, it's it's quite easy to merge two names, but. Jehuman might be pushing it. <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty the best I could. That's the best I could come up with on the spot. Well, again, we've got you know plenty of time on the arc to, um, you know, to kind of assess the best name. We could put it out to a vote. All my so, Saf, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Bottom line is, uh, I'm just <laughs> going to tell you right now that when we get to the voting part. I'm certainly going to go with with the pigeon because, you know, because even even if I don't like the pigeons, they're easier to kill than a giraffe. So burn. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I mean, giraffes are deadly. That kick of theirs definitely fell a line. So I'd hate to see what we can do on board the Ark, even with them sort of with their neck out, crow's nest. I mean, I'm trying to work out whether it's easier to bring a crocodile or a giraffe on board an ark. It's sort of different issues we might face, but, hmm. Well, 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 you know what we're going to have to do. We are not going to have to leave it to the audience to vote, because the audience already failed to tell us whether we're bringing these animals on board. What we're going to have to do is vote ourselves. So we each get one vote, can't vote for our own animal. I'm going to go first. And I, I mean, it's close, but the damnatio ad bestias, the the feeding the criminals to crocodiles definitely sways it for me. So I'm going to go with crocodiles. So one vote for crocodiles. I'll pass it on to Joseph. Which way are you going to go? As I said, I'm a man of my word. Uh, Pigeons, you know, seriously, I mean, and it's not so much that I love the pigeons. I just, there's absolutely no logic to bringing a giraffe. (laughs) I mean, seriously. I mean, you know, yeah, I wouldn't even give to fight the risk. We've already got elephants. Yeah, I I wouldn't even fight to stop their extinction here. Let nature take its course. Yeah. I, I feel like you came into this already harboring a lot of ill feeling towards a giraffe i'm not sure i agree you know if you had a had a bad experience with the giraffe (laughs) growing up i'm not sure what the giraffe ever did Mm. to you um but it feels that way so you know but whenever whenever i wet the bed (laughs) we had a stuffed giraffe and and mommy would take it by its neck and just beat me with the torso of the stuffed giraffe. So I didn't remember that until now. It was a repressed right. memory, but sap, that's why. Right. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So, um, so we've got one pigeon, one crocodile. Obviously, I can't vote for, 
for myself. So, so giraffes are going to, you know, by virtue of being a stuffed animal on your on your childhood bed. The giraffe my is, soggy, on my <laughs> soggy, ammonia-smelling childhood bed. The, the, giraffe the giraffe screwed. The giraffe has gone, but that would make me the kingmaker. So I get to decide. So, to be fair, both arguments were pretty compelling. You had the pigeon milk mm. versus the crocodile eggs, neither of which sounds at all appetizing. Um, we had the heroic pigeon, which died, you know, from... Okay. It's tough. It's got to be done. What was the name of the pigeon that died? Fair Ami, my friend. In memory of that pigeon that was wronged by humanity, <laughs> I, ha <laughs> I have to alleviate that guilt, which I've been holding for this whole episode since I heard the story, which was on you, Joseph, because Elliot, you know, left that bit out, either strategically or not. You obviously did the right thing and shared it, honestly. But on that basis, I'm going to give it to the pigeon. Uh, we could use it to kickstart our postal service uh, on Earth 2.0 whilst we get our Wi-Fi set up. So, yeah. Hmm. The galactic pigeon grant. Give them little sort of space spacesuits and go flapping off to to Mars. Yeah. Mediate between the intergalactic wars we've already started from the cats. Except cats didn't make it on. So we're well, safe from that for now. Wait a minute. Cats didn't make the cut? I can't believe it. I have a feeling I, I have a feeling there was some dodgy behind the scenes activity and I and I've requested a vote double count. It hasn't happened. Mm. I'm very, very concerned about that. I don't know how you feel about it. It was, it was very sad, Joseph. Cats were the second animal we covered on the podcast. Foxes made it on. Cats, sadly, were left out. And Saf still hasn't quite recovered from that blow. If, if, so. if I had known that, I wouldn't be on the darn show. I'm just saying. <laughs> I wouldn't have agreed. I can't, how can I participate mm, in yeah, something yeah. that wouldn't put... A cat on a boat. Just saying. Exactly. Exactly. Well, there we go, Joseph. Huff old world. Uh, you're, you're, there you're we go, though. So we have this podcast, Joseph. Given that you're a fellow, yes. fellow cat lover. Yeah, very good. Yeah, you, you can start a petition <laughs> to, to retry the case of cats. It's going to be a special, special episode because nobody can accept the result. So. We, we might end up revisiting cats at some point, but for this episode, we have our result. Pigeons are going to make it on. We're going to, unfortunately, leave our crocodile prison guards and our giraffe crow's nest lookouts behind with all their many, many benefits and slightly devious murderous natures. And pigeons are, are going through. So, so there you have it, our first Royal Rumble. 
One more animal aboard the Ark, two left to perish in fire and brimstone. Join us next week for another episode of the new Ark when... I've actually forgotten whose turn it is to choose. Is it Seth, you or I? Uh, dude, I cannot even remember the last animal. To my my short-term memory is appalling, so I have no idea. Maybe Joseph can pick. There you go. Joseph, pick us an animal to talk about. Hmm. You know, when the, the, the angler, this, uh, the fish with the little light... I, mm, I learned yeah, yeah. I learned something about their 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 reproductive habits that to me is just like a fascinating and b so metaphorical for my own marriage and divorce experience that it could be worthy of some meaningful exploration if not therapeutic mm. value to me. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. Join us next week. When we're going to be talking about deep sea fish, apparently. <laughs> so, good luck, Saf. <laughs> Given that you didn't know where armadillos came from, good luck, disgusting anglerfish. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, but uh, that uh, would uh, be an interesting episode. I'll have to set aside a bit more time than the usual for my research, but hey. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say. No, I'm looking forward to that. Poor male anglerfish. When you read what, mm. what happens, you will. You will yeah, you'll, right. you'll feel my pain. You'll feel my pain. Okay, no problem. On that cliffhanger <laughs> with the, the sexual life of anglerfish hanging in the balance, join us next week for another episode of The New Ark. Of course, check out Joseph's Animal Wellness Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Brilliant show. He's been a tremendous fun guest to have for the Royal Rumble. So thanks for coming on, Joseph. Join us for another episode then. Goodbye.